Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. A JLD here, and welcome to episode 1660 of EO Fire, where I share with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Knock over that domino. Start your chain reaction of awesome Fire Nation with thefreedomjournal.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Floyd Woodrow. Floyd, are you prepared to ignite? John, I'm ablaze at the moment. I'm really looking forward to speaking to you. Yes. Floyd is the founder of Chrysalis Worldwide. He has an excellent track record of success as a military leader, director, consultant, and negotiator. Floyd has established an international reputation for designing and running leadership and elite performance training in sports, business, government, police, not-for-profit, and education. Floyd, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Sure. Uh, I'm married with three wonderful children. I have two dogs. Uh, my children are great communicators, challenging, and they're just great to be around. <laughs> um, I began my career in the military. I spent four years with the parachute regiment and then 23 years in the special air service, where I went right the way through the ranks. So I started off as a, a soldier. I finished as a major in charge of the counter-terrorist wing. And then I think that's where I learned how to be an entrepreneur. And the good thing about being in the special air service is that they, they want leaders from the day that you arrive that are uh, mentally and physically resilient and can seize opportunities. So it was like a university. Um, I studied law and psychology whilst I was in. And then I decided to go into business in 2008. I just wanted to see how good I could be in a new field. Um, I then went in and worked in a number of companies. I own a number of companies. One is called Quantum Financial Holdings which is in the financial sector. But my love is Chrysalis Worldwide, which is where I do work with uh, children as young as five, right the way through to uh, ambassadors. Uh, and, and what my aim is to do is to show them actually how good they are uh, and how capable they are of achieving their own successes. Well, I love just like with language starting so young with children because it can really just shape them, put them on that right path. So I kind of want to dive a little bit more into that later. But first and foremost, Floyd, Let's chat about your specific area of expertise, just so that we, the listeners, are clear on that. What would you say, in just a couple sentences, your area of expertise is? I think communication and being able to adapt my communication to meet the needs of the people that I work with in order to really just connect. And, and more importantly for me is, again, just to allow them to understand that they're capable and that with a few tweaks here and there, that strategy has a success and uh, Failure is not an accident. You, um, with the right profile, the right thought processes, you will be successful. Well, let's talk about one of those communication techniques that we don't know as entrepreneurs because it's not our area of expertise, but you think that we should know. Like, What's a tip, tool, or tactic that would really help us out right now? The one that I love and it's one that I came across and have helped develop is, is having what I call the compass for life. The compass for life is to look at your own compass and the north point on a compass, it always points north. So as long as you're clear on your direction, and I, if I asked you or your listeners now to stand up, close your eyes and turn to face north, we'd all point in a different direction, which is exactly correct for us on our journey of life. But if we're a team, then I want us all pointing in the same direction. The south pointer on, the, on your compass is your ability to be a strategist, to plan, to have milestones, to have contingencies, to make sure you communicate your plan to those who have got, got to deliver it. The east cardinal is your ethos. That's your values. What do you stand for? And the code of conduct of the team. And then the west cardinal is the warrior part of you, which is your strength of character. And that's your ability to fight and get to each of the milestones that you set. 
And I honestly believe that once your compass is in equilibrium and you can discuss each of those four cardinals, you're clear and you can articulate it. I have no doubt you'll be successful. Wow, I love that analogy of the compass. It's just it's really clear to me. And I will say, on a real note, when you said point north, being a pathfinder trained by the military, I immediately pointed north because I always know where my north, south, east, and west is. That's just kind of how I was trained at a young age, and I've always been able to say, hey, go to that street and then head east. They're like, what do you mean head east? <laughs> Take a left or a right. I'm like, oh, just go east, east. <laughs> Fantastic. And again, I, I, that's why I love the analogy. And once somebody says, I know where north is, I know where my north is, and as entrepreneurs, we tend to do that. It's just making sure we fill in the gaps around it. Floyd, it's time for you to get real with us. It's time for you to open up your heart, your soul. Let us peer into what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. Take us to that moment. Tell us that story. Two came to mind. And actually, one came to mind really when I was very young. And I, I really want to share it because I think it's actually quite poignant. Is I was 10 years old in a sweet shop. And my entrepreneurial moment, which was about looking at risk, was uh, I decided to take a penny sweet without paying for it. And I got caught. Um, luckily, the uh, the storekeeper just said, I'm going to tell your mother, who was the most formidable person in our family. But actually, <laughs> when she came home, she didn't say anything. She just said, look, you can wait till your dad comes home. Uh, and dad never, ever raised his voice to us. So it was actually quite traumatic. For the first time, actually having dad discipline us was pretty difficult. And he came in and he did something that I have always loved him for. He never shouted or raised his voice. He just said he was really disappointed. He was disappointed that I'd chosen that option and that I that had we not been able to provide enough for him, blah, 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 which made me feel horrendous. And actually that moment in time literally transformed. So for me, it has always been about values and that has really stood me in good stead in the military and in business because I have come across moments in times when you have to really look at what you believe and stand for and make the appropriate decisions. And when I had a tough time in business, uh, and again, I came to a point where I was looking at different individuals, realizing this group would, did not hold to the values that uh, I espoused to. I had to leave the organization. And it was a direct consequence of that first moment. These people do not adhere to the values that I want to work to. That's an intense story. What's number two? Number two was actually stepping into business for the first time and actually not trusting my intuition. Um, there were lots of things going on and people telling me, look, Floyd, you, you haven't been in business long enough to, to make some of these calls. And it was where we had a number of companies that were failing. And I had uh, some thoughts about how we could uh, bring some of the companies together, save costs, uh, retrain people in different areas. Uh, and of course, I held back and I held back for quite a long time before I then just stood up and said, look, this is not working. We've got to do something differently. And I think for me, uh, it took me uh, yeah, quite a bit of time to stand up when I would normally, if I'd been in the military, have done it instantly. So I thought that was quite a, an interesting learning curve. Absolutely. Now, what's the biggest takeaway that you want us to have from that specific story, that second one, that you think as entrepreneurs that we can maybe apply to our lives going forward? Uh, for me, it's about intuition. Uh, intuition is not based on nothing. It is based on your past experiences. And I'm a great believer that once you step into the pressures and trust the feelings that you have, they are based on your experiences from a multitude of different um, levels. The only time that I would always question it is when you know nothing about the subject. But when it's a subject that you do have a handle on, trust your intuition. Floyd, you've had some great ideas in your life. Go to one of the greatest that you can think of that make for a great story. Tell us that story and lessons learned. 
The most important one, again, is having a vision. And when I was in the military, I wanted to bring together a number of different groups that were not aligned. So they were working in silos. They were all highly talented. Um, and I knew that I could uh, bring them together. Um, the thing is, I had no authority to do it. And so I worked on a, a simple principle. I was very fortunate to have been taught, again, by a brilliant mentor. This is about strategy, and it's about making sure that you connect to people. So that initial contact, the opening lines, your first impressions with these people were to bring them and get some trust to have rapport, to build a relationship, and then to work towards influencing them, persuading and problem solve. And that was done by great communication skills, adapting to meet their needs, first of all. And I think for me, when you can understand what somebody else needs and wants, it's a great start point and that's generally done by listening um, and being authentic I think one of the greatest skills you can always have is as long as you're authentic in the things that you do people will listen to you and I was able to uh, to transform the way that these groups operated uh, and I did it from a, as I said a position of where I had no authority to do so well I love that phrase being authentic because a lot of people come to me and say John you say to be unique to be different how do I do that and I simply say, just be you. Just be authentically you because nobody is you. So if you're being unique, then just by default, guess what? You're being authentic. You're being different. You're being all of those things. So Fire Nation, how can you just bring you into whatever you're doing? That can be a really powerful step forward. And one thing that I learned, uh, Floyd, in the military was to ask for forgiveness, not permission. Because there's a lot of times where if I'd asked for permission, like we wouldn't have been able to do very important things um, you know, for X, Y, or Z. And then I just had to take the brunt of it afterwards. And I've kind of applied that to different things within uh, my entrepreneurial life as well, where there's been certain things that I know that I just had to go forward and do it because if I had waited around and, and asked for permission and gotten denied, then it would have taken away this great opportunity. So sometimes Fire Nation just got to step up, take full responsibility, drive forward. And Floyd, what's one takeaway that you want us to get from your greatest idea? It is the compass for life. Uh, I think for me, when I came across this, it has transformed the way I think about leadership. It enables me to be focused on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, year-to-year basis because, again, the four cardinals, they just work. Do you know what you're trying to achieve today? What does success look like? Do you have a plan? Are you being authentic? Uh, and more importantly, are you going into action mode, committing and stepping into the pressure zone? I think the most important thing for me is the ability to step into the pressure zone, to be mentally, physically resilient and to be responsive to the situation. And I think if you've got those tools and the compass allows you a simple metric to give you a radar um, for your journey, I think you are difficult to beat on your worst day. Love that compass analogy. Now, Floyd, let's go forward to today, 2017. Like, what are you most fired up about right now? Like, what gets you excited to wake up in the morning? The thing that absolutely drives me at the moment is I've been working in um, what we call primary and secondary schools. Um, I've been working, as I said, with five-year-olds to 18-year-olds and watching them understand that they have once they've got ambition, once they've got purpose, it literally transforms the way that they learn. I've been working with teachers uh, and educationalists and, again, helping to transform the way they connect to children so that the knowledge that they then give the children is useful. More importantly, the children understand how to make sense of it um, and then they can become decision makers. I absolutely believe the key to how the world is going to be in the next next two decades will because children uh, can make appropriate decisions because they understand how to use knowledge. They don't just uh, listen to it on the news. They understand how to make sense of it. 
So you've been working with five to 18-year-olds. What are some differences specifically between a five-year-old that you work with and then all the way gapping to that 18-year-old? Like, What are some differences that you're seeing in working with those two very different age groups? I would say the cutoff is about 11, actually. When you've got 11 um, to 5 to 11, you've got that freedom of thought, that ability to embrace and be creative and not to put place limits on yourself. I think once they hit um, 12 to 18, unfortunately, failure starts to come in and they're not taught how to deal with it. So sometimes there's a reluctance to commit to your dreams and ambitions for fear of being laughed at or people to tell you that they're um, ridiculous dreams or that you've got no chance of achieving them. And so there's a reluctance to commit. Um, as I said, I think when, when you're younger, there's much more freedom to do so. It's about trying to make that transition uh, where everybody can turn around and go, look, you know, the bottom line is if I've got a super North Star that's three or four years away, I'm going to make loads of mistakes. So let's embrace learning and the opportunities that come with it. But more importantly, let's make sure we give kids the skill sets and, and make them mentally and physically resilient. And you get that by stepping into the pressure zone, teaching them how to embrace challenge and enjoy it. And I think there are thousands of one ways we can do that in a nice, safe environment. So you said 11 to 12 is kind of that transition period. Like, what can we do as a society? I mean, maybe this can be for parents, but also just as a society in general. What can we do to maybe help make that transition kind of less stark where they don't fear that failure so much? I actually think it is in absolutely embracing that we have there are strategies that you can use and getting children to to actually aim high. So do, do not limit any child when they come in and say that they want to go to space. The key thing I say is that I love that idea. So let's just look at what that looks like. But I give them responsibility. So for me, it's about throwing it back to the child to make sure that they are also taking accountability and being responsible for their dreams. Not only do we just embrace them, we've got to turn around and say, if you're going to want to do that, as you will know, John, all the people that you've interviewed will say it's about hard work, it's about determination. And I think if we can get that value into children at an early age, and by giving purpose you do that, um, by giving a child a dream and ambition they can pursue, all of a sudden you'll see transformation. And then it's about parents also buying into it and being challenging as well, not just saying, well, let's, let's um, uh, you know, dream that away, giving them tests, giving them challenges in order to put the stepping stones in place so they have the appropriate skill sets. More importantly, they can see if they want to do that particular skill. What I've learned is that all the skills that I've learned on all the different super North stars I've had have always helped me. And it doesn't mean they're fixed. It just means that I'm moving forward and again, life is a journey and it's about the characteristics that we learn on that journey that makes us the, the person we are today. It's not about the titles and status that we get. It's more about the journey and the experiences itself. Fire Nation value bombs will be dropped in the lightning round. So don't you go anywhere. But first, we're going to thank our sponsors. There are a few things about running your own business that not many people talk about, like having someone who can give you legal advice you can count on. Good thing there's LegalZoom. Here are five things you can expect when you use LegalZoom for your business. One, reliability. More than a million people have used LegalZoom to help start their business, incorporation, LLCs, nonprofits, and more. Two, experience. LegalZoom has been helping business owners of every kind for over 15 years. Three, helpful support. LegalZoom's US-based team of customer service professionals is always just a click or a call away. Number four, legal advice. LegalZoom isn't a law firm, so they built a network of independent attorneys who can review contracts, interpret employment laws, and help you navigate through the legal world. And five, no surprises. With LegalZoom, you get upfront pricing, customer reviews, and a satisfaction guarantee 
guarantee. How's that for complete transparency? See how LegalZoom can help you start and run your business at LegalZoom.com now. Be sure to enter EOF at checkout for special savings. That's LegalZoom.com promo code EOF. A few of the many amazing perks that come along with running your own business are things like financial freedom, being your own boss, and having more control of your time. But where on earth do you even start when it comes to building and running a successful business? Well, when you open a UPS store franchise, all of the amazing perks I just mentioned can be yours plus more. The UPS store has over 35 years of franchising experience and was just ranked the number four top franchise to own by Entrepreneur Magazine's 2017 Franchise 500 list. The UPS store offers stability, the support and reputation of a world-renowned brand, and a proven business model with all the training and marketing support you need to make your entrepreneurial dream come true. Plus, there's financing for those who qualify and special programs for military veterans. The time to promote yourself to business owner is now. Visit the UPS store franchising.com slash fire to get started today. That's the UPS store franchising.com slash fire. Floyd, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? I certainly am. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? It's commitment always. Commitment, entrepreneur means bearer of risk. It's always going to be committing. Sometimes uh, I've hesitated. Every time I've, I've gone for something, I've achieved it every time. What is the best advice you've ever received? Be a strategist. Um, I'm really good at being the warrior, which means I can set up and hit milestones. Sometimes I'm on the wrong milestone. Sometimes I'm on the wrong milestone with the wrong team because I've not communicated it. Being a strategist has helped balance that up. I still don't do it evenly, uh, but it certainly helped me. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? If I may, can I say three? Absolutely. One is my, my time management. I'm really good on time management. I'm ruthless on making sure that uh, I use time wisely. Um, I practice probably harder than most people because I'm not naturally good at things. So I tend to, uh, to want to practice uh, as much as I possibly can. Uh, and I'm always very passionate about what I do. I maximize my passion and let it uh, be free. Can you share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation? For me, when I looked at this, I just looked at the thing that has probably helped me the most is when I've been looking at the TEDx talks and things like that, really delving into the research side of things. That's been a, a great resource for me. If you could recommend just one book, what would it be and why? Originals by Adam Grant. It's about entrepreneurs. It's about not conforming. Um, it's also about looking at the steps that great entrepreneurs can make and some of the mistakes that they do make along the way. Um, I found it very, very insightful. Yes, Adam's a cool dude. I just heard him on another podcast getting interviewed, and I'm like, I gotta get that guy on my show, because he's funny. He's, he's, got some, he's got some humor. Floyd, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world that's identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? The next seven days would be about making networks, connecting to people that are like-minded, uh, and then I would look to travel to make sure that I connect to a group of people, and from there, anything is possible. It would be about teamwork, again, as I said, connecting to like-minded people, and then seeing what I could do to transform education. As I said, it's a passion of mine. I think it's what, um, what can change the world. Teamwork makes the dreams work, Fire Nation. And Floyd, let's end today on fire with you giving us a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. 
Uh, for me, it's always follow your super North Star. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. Uh, please connect with me on LinkedIn or on Twitter at Floyd Woodrow. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with FW and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Floyd in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. And these, Fire Nation, are the best show notes in the biz. Timestamps, links, you name it, we got it. Floyd, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. John, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed our chat with Floyd today. And productivity, discipline, and focus are my three greatest strengths. They can be yours too. Visit themasteryjournal.com and master all three skills in 100 days. I will catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side.